The NFL Week 7 Recap and Week 9 Look Ahead edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win 100 times what you put in. That's right, turn 5 into 500 uh, in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit hofbets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. Go celebrate over there. by uh, They're giving away NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all details today. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Monday, October the 23, week seven is in the books, and boy, did we have some surprising results yesterday. The National Football League never disappoints. Uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, and joined each and every episode on the NFL Gambling Podcast recap edition or morning game previews is Mr. Old Fashioned Football, a.k.a. J-Mark Football, a.k.a. Uh, Agent Bajant, uh lover. <laughs> well, how you doing, man? Shout out to the Bears getting in the win column. 30-12, to 12, special Agent Bajant. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome to get that win, and it was awesome to see him do well, but it's also extremely frustrating because – the offensive coordinator and coach could not have put together a better game plan than that for him. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck can't they do that for Fields? Because that is that was so different from the game plan they use with Fields. It, it was frustrating to see that. Um, also, a little frustrating to see Fields look on the sideline looking like he's pouting. It's like, come on, yeah. celebrate yeah. with your team. Yeah. Um, tell tell the the rookie he's doing a damn good job. Like that was a little uh, disappointing to see. Could be a new era in Chicago. Could be quarterback controversy. I liked what I saw from Agent Bajan. I am not going to overreact to just one game, but I also will be completely honest that Justin Fields has not been good this year other than against right. Ron. Um, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have plenty of Ron Rivera to talk about. I've got a lot that I want to get off my chest in that joke of a game. It's amazing. Everybody's uh, making fun of Ron and his uh, – Sleepy mannerism. It's almost like we've been yelling "Sleepy Ron" for about two months prior to this. Yeah, how, how would you uh, evaluate uh, Chase Young's play in five games? Can I use six? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I, he didn't know the the playoff scenario last year. He's just man. He's he's checked out. I mean, he's a guy yeah. that's collecting a check, 
and it is sad too. I mean, I was one of the biggest fans of the hire at the time. I I I, lo- I loved Ron in Carolina, but he's not the same guy. Unfortunately, ever since he got cancer, it, it just it hasn't worked, and and right. he will be fired at the end of the year if he makes it the whole year. But um, all right, lo- let's dive into slate. But first, uh. I think we should recap because uh, we had a pretty good day on the gambling front, my friend, uh, especially our morning show. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have it written down, but I believe you had a perfect record, correct? <laughs> that is correct. That's that's that, that's that's not a hard one. And uh, I'm going to tout the hell out of my dog that I called. So, um, oh, yeah, you but correct me if I'm wrong. You had a hell of a day, too. Let's see. I missed on Buffalo and tampa bay that was it yeah so not too bad um i take a four two hit your dog and lock yep hit my dog not my lock because i got silly and locked up the bills uh (laughs) terrible mistake should have listened to the man moneyline mac obviously um what a shit show of a game that was crazy i mean the the patriots offense looks sleepy all year minus week one and then they come out and they drop what thirty nine points or twenty nine sorry points on the Bills? Are you kidding me? That was crazy, absolutely crazy. But first, let's start at Thursday night football, uh, and we'll get to each and every game. Jacksonville goes into New Orleans. I ate shit on this game. This is one of the few ones I ate shit on. Um, Derek Carr's not playing at a high level at all right now. He's kind of motherfucking everybody and their mother on that sideline. It's uh. He, I mean, he's, he's yelling at Alave to keep running. This Saints team, man, head-scratcher team. I uh, They came in, they were going to be favored in, what, 14 out of 17 games? They suck. I, I, they, I don't know. There's something missing there. They have way too much talent. Dennis Allen, clearly not a very good head football coach in this league. I mean, his record is embarrassing. But on the other side, too, Trevor Lawrence and, and – Doug Peterson, just keep on plugging. What was your takeaway from this Thursday night game? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Saints have the easiest schedule out of any team this year, and they just haven't looked good. I was blaming Carr's shoulder injury. He went and threw the ball over 50 times. They don't yeah. do that if his shoulder's still bothering him, so you can't use that as, as an excuse. And with Kamara having the game he had, they had no business losing this game. But shout-out to Jacksonville. Um, I mean, we were both on this train the beginning of this year that Jags are going to be a good team that Doug Peterson in the second year with Trevor Lawrence was going to be good. They had some uh, games where they looked a little sleepy to start the year, but I think you're starting to see what this team can do both on offense and defense. Yeah, I, I, this, this, this was impressive uh, to go into the Superdome, Mercedes Superdome, whatever the hell they call it now, get a road game after they had just beat Indy and came off the London trips uh, previous. I felt like this was almost a scheduled loss for, for the Jaguars. I thought it was a terrible spot, but you mentioned it. They, they came out and they, they, they covered again. I mean, how many have they covered in a row now? Is it, have they, they've covered four in a row. Um, they do have an upcoming back-to-back road spot in Pittsburgh. That'll be interesting. Um, and then for new Orleans, they go to Indy, this week, I, I mean, how do you handicap the Saints going forward in this in this division? Nobody's going to run away with it. No, no, that's tough, um, especially because I thought they were going to run away with this division at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, this whole division, they could end up being first or worst. It's crazy. Um, I realize some of the teams have looked good at some point this season, but also they've looked bad, and it's a crapshoot. 
So I think Derek Carr, though, he's got to get on the same page with the receivers or receivers with him. I agree with him on that that play. Alave pulled up and just run your route. Just go. Yeah, I agree. Again, I, I mean, agree. I thought that was bullshit. I, I didn't really agree with, with the reaction. I thought it was right. a little a little much, but I do agree with Carr. Like, bro, finish your fucking route, and, and, yep. and if you don't catch it, you don't catch it. But don't show me up and stop running your route. So, yeah. Yeah, they got to get those things fixed if uh, they're going to stay in this NFC. I mean, they seem to stay around 500 and they'll stay in the race the entire year because nobody's running away with that day. We'll talk about the NFC South battle it was in Tampa Bay here in a little bit. But next up on the slate, we got, I mean, all right. So uh, we we talk about the NFL, such a week-to-week league. Cleveland had historically the best defensive start through six games. In NFL history, or five games, sorry, they had a bye week already. They, coming off the San Fran win, and Gardner Minshew looked god-awful last week with his interceptions. <laughs> the Colts have five hundred, almost 500 yards of offense against this Cleveland Browns defense and somehow don't win the game. They, I mean, they outgain them uh, 450 to 310, but you know what? That guy, Miles Garrett, on the other side is a complete animal. Um, strip sack for a fumble, touchdown. Andy blocks a field goal. I mean, what can't this guy do? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'll tell you how the Colts lost this game, though. It's because refs are terrorists. Um, go get, go oh, get your God, refs as terrorist uh, shirt in the merch store. Um I normally won't blame the refs either because it's like if you want to win a game, you can't depend on just one play, so you can't blame the refs. But that that whole end um, series there that the Browns had the ball was just a complete shit show. I mean, the the I can get the first pass interference call a little bit, I understand. But the other one with the uncatchable ball, absolutely ridiculous to throw the flag on that. I think Colts mm-hmm. should have won this game, but yeah, this is crazy. I mean, the Browns defense has been obviously really good. The Colts were pretty decent too. If you would have told me this was going to be the highest scoring football game of the weekend, I would have said you were pat shit crazy. Like what the hell happened here? Especially with Gardner Minshew and PJ Walker as the quarterbacks that played the majority of the game. That, that was crazy. Uh, by the way, you know, when the Browns got better offensively, when a certain somebody got injured, he's got <laughs> awful. I like, he is. Yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, I know financially this team is really obligated to him and they kind of feel like they got to play him. Their, their hands are tied. He does not make them a better football team. I, I, I just, no, I've seen him play like other than one game against Tennessee and he still had some flash in that game where I'm like, what is he doing? Um, his interception was god awful. Uh, finished today one of five for five yards. You think? Do you think Stefanski has the nuts to uh, play PJ Walker over to Sean Watson going forward? I don't. He should obviously. I mean, but what yeah. Watson's making is a two hundred fifty million guaranteed. The yeah, owners are going to pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. Owners are going to pressure to keep him on the field. Um, it's not the right call, obviously, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of times in the NFL, you see that the money makes the choices. Yeah, I I agree. I, I'd play PJ Walker. He's got the locker room. He's got the hot hand. The Browns are, I mean, the Browns are playing good football. Four and two. I mean, what's the last time the Browns are four and two? Um, and they got to this. Uh, this is a tough spot. They got to go out to Seattle this week upcoming. Um, that'll definitely be a tricky spot. Back to back road spots. On the other side, the Indianapolis Colts. 
they uh back-to-back losses after kind of hitting a little bit of a peak there they were three and two now they're three and four and they got new orleans coming to town so two three and four teams headed off uh that we've talked about in these first two games that'll match up here in indy both teams need a win uh i mean there's a big difference in this league between four and four and three and five so Looking forward to watching that one on Sunday. Uh, both of those hit the over, obviously. Um, all right, let, let's continue on the slate, but on the other side of this, because first we got to talk about underdog fantasy. Uh, it has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long, and it just introduced Scorcher simply going five for five and enjoy a nice spicy, spicy 100 times payout for a limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. J-Mark, we got Monday Night Football squaring off tonight. We got the Minnesota Vikings taking on those San Francisco 49ers. Are you fading primetime, Kirk, once more? Of course I am. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm, I got a, I got a couple of things on both sides here. I got Kittle higher than 8.75 points. He usually sees a bump when Debo is out. I have uh, Jake Moody, the 49ers kicker, lower than seven kicking points because I think it's going to be all extra points, no field goals. Jordan Addison, lower than four and a half receptions, but KJ Osborne, higher than 41 and a half, and then Kirk Cousins, two and a half rushing yards. There's going to be at least one play where he needs to run for his life. Um, and that, that'll get you 20 times your money if all five hit. Woo, 20 times you heard J-Mark. Get over there and get down on it and watch a little bit and make your picks and maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you set sign-up code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Hey, and the NBA Load Management League is back in action, filthy NBA. But you know what? Those guys over there at the NBA Gambling Pockets are great guys. Do a great job. A lot of them on our channel. Moonoff, uh, Terrell, Scott, they do a great job. Lante handicapping that league on a day-to-day basis. And you know what? They earn it with all these freaking soft asses that sit out every other night. So shout-out to those guys. Head over to sportsgamblingpockets.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of your favorite NBA underdog using the promo code SGPN, and one random winner will get a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All righty, let's move along in this slate. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Finally, they have owed me one, or they've owed me three. Uh, <laughs> right. The only guy, I think I'm the only guy in America that bet this. I did not see one person have New England in their betting card portfolio yesterday. Um, this was a big win for the books, clearly, because everybody it felt like had Bill's money line parlayed into whatever parlay they had. This was, uh, as soon as I saw that headline come across from NFL Network that Belichick signed an extension, I go, oh, yeah, this this is like calculated times move by by the hoodie. He just want they like everybody's saying the Patriots are going to tank. They're not going to tank with Bill Belichick there. Like 
they I get it. They everybody's got a sour taste from the Vegas game. It like it, it sucked losing that plus three. I get it. Everybody's got a sour taste um from the week before when everybody thought they bounced back and they just got drilled by New Orleans. Or when they got the two point conversion against the Eagles. Um, I mean, they, they've been extremely unlucky. It, it, it's honestly ironic because they were so lucky for all those years with Brady. Yes, very good, but they've been so unlucky. This team is still going to win seven, eight games, maybe even nine if they start getting some breaks that go their way. Defense finally looked like uh, the Patriot defense under Belichick, despite being shorthanded. Did you have on your bingo card that uh, Mac Jones was going to outplay uh, Josh Allen, J. Mark? Absolutely not. And th- this reminds me, we had our a special guest last week when we were picking games. Has anybody checked on Adam Pelletier to make sure oh, he's all right? It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say when the Patriots blew that double digit lead and the Bills went up three and I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't going to happen. <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones is not going to throw a pick six and somehow the Bills are going to cover despite being down 12 with like four minutes. I said, this can't happen. This can't happen like this back to back. I can't, my heart <laughs> cannot take this if this happens. But I mean, Mac Jones was awesome on that last drive. I thought the game yeah. plan was great. They got the ball out of his hands. He played basically a perfect game 25 of 30 for 270. He looked like the rookie Mac Jones. I mean, do you yeah. think that this could continue going forward with this quick game passing game that they kind of went to with Bill O'Brien yesterday? I mean, I don't know why they haven't been using it because the first week, even the first two weeks, Mac yes. Jones looked good. And it was with this game plan, these quick passes, these uh, set your quarterback up for success. Right. Yep. And they, for whatever reason, abandoned that after those first two weeks. I, I don't know if it's just because they were worried the losses were going to pile up. Hey, we're not winning games this way whatever, but you, you got to stick to it. That's how Mac Jones, that's his only way, in my opinion, to succeed and to have games like this. Yeah, I, he looked like a completely different quarterback. And, and we we so we did a segment literally on this exact topic last week, J. Mark. We said, which one in five team is going to be the team that can make a run here into the playoff scenario? Well, all four one in five teams won yesterday <laughs> because this league – Everybody gets so caught up and overreacts is just one week. These teams are not as bad as they seem sometimes. And some of these teams, like the Bills, are not as good as they seem. What are we doing with Buffalo going forward, man? Because this kind of feels like deja vu all over again where they're going to – they've started dropping these random-ass games where they're a heavy favorite. Josh Allen clearly banged up, I thought, his shoulder. Yeah. Um. I, I I think they need to run the ball more to, to to create a little bit of balance and save Josh Allen. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. Get James Cook going. Um, even if you have to have Latavius Murray carry the rock more, do that. Definitely run the ball more. Do I know you don't want Allen to get hurt, but maybe a couple rollout designed runs for him could even get yeah. the ball moving a little bit better. Um, yeah, they because right now they're they got to play catch up to the Dolphins. And that's not a spot that they want to be in. So they, they need to figure it out quickly. Yeah, no, they do. It feels like deja vu. Like I said, we 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 would come on the show with the reaction show multiple times last year. And we're like, what is wrong with this Bills team? There's something missing. It's starting to feel like it, it's the same thing, same song and dance. So hopefully Adam uh, Pelletier uh, survives this Monday, this dark Monday at Bills Mafia. I think the Bills will be all right. Uh, the Bills, quick turn, though, Thursday night. Uh, 
Baker in the in the Bucks might be wrong place, wrong wrong time against that. <laughs> that might be an avalanche waiting to happen. One of those thirty eight to tens that we've seen them do. Um, am I going to bet New England again at Miami next week? <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> of course, I can't get enough of this shitty team. I love them. Uh, shout out to the Patriots finally paying me back a little bit after backing them all year with that plus three thirty money line hit. Never in doubt, baby. And and shout out to Bill Belichick, win number 300 in his career. So, well done, sir, and thank you for the nice money line. So, (laughs) all right, let's move along. Next up on the – oh, God. (laughs) I had a different game queued, and then I was like, no, let's do this one now. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to really make me talk about this. Uh, New York football giants – Beat the skins once again in New York. I I mean, I one thing if anybody's going to listen to me or they may just say, fuck you, Beck, you don't know what you're talking about. If there's one thing I can tell you, do not back Ron Rivera as a favorite, especially yeah. as a road favorite, as a public road favorite. I couldn't believe how many people were just running to the window to bet, bet, bet the skins team. This offensive line is god-awful. Sam Howell's on pace to break the record, shatter the NFL record um, for most sacks. They can't, they, they can't block a JV team. Eric Bieniemy, I mean, everybody's saying he should have got a head coaching job. He needs to worry about being an offensive quarter. That was the worst game plan I've ever seen. And like, he didn't know that the Giants were going to blitz every play. And everybody that watches the Giants knows that they blitz every single play, and he just kept dropping Sam back. No screens, no quick game, not, not even running the ball. Uh, to be honest, they were lucky. It was only 14 nothing at the half. And, and classic Ron, I mean, the, the image is going around on Twitter. I call him Sleepy Ron because he's asleep at the wheel. Third and five, end of the first half, get, got a little bit of a drive going. Got three timeouts. Delay game. Doesn't even flinch. He's just there. Uh, I'm like, hello, is anybody home? Call a fucking timeout. Uh, I, I don't know, J-Mark. I I, I, unfortunately, I did bet the Giants. I, I, I guess that is a positive, is an emotional hedge, but it's the same song and dance. I'm so, I, it's the same song and dance over and over again with this team. Give me a non-biased, uh, non-emotional take on this pathetic Skins display. No, I mean, we we said it. Uh, you started saying it. I jumped on the train of you back Ron as a dog. You fade him as a favorite. That's exactly what this is. And everybody running to bet, like, I, I get it. The Giants have sucked all year. But mm-hmm. obviously they're not watching enough football if you're betting the commanders because who's believing that in them as a favorite, even against bad teams? I don't know if anybody is. And I also think the Giants defense, starting with that Bills game last week, has elevated itself. Um, and so this was kind of an easier game. I know as much as you wanted the the commanders to pull it out, this was an easy game for us to handicap. Like we knew those Giants were going to pull it out, unfortunately for you. And yeah, it's just but next week it's back to back and run as a dog. So Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I've already bet them. You could you yeah. guys could call me crazy. They are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles next week because that's what Ron oh. does. Just when they're at the lowest point, that's when Ron pulls one out of his ass, uh, just like he ended their undefeated season last year. Um, I mean, uh, these two teams are even, like you said. The, the Giants had just played a, a brutal schedule. I mean, you look yeah. at it, Dallas, at San Fran, Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo. Compared to the Skins, the Skins hadn't really – I mean, the Skins played the Eagles and Bills, but they got absolutely housed in one of those games. 
But, I mean, 20-point loss to the Bears when the Bears were a winless team at the time. They won at Denver. They barely won at Denver, and they barely beat Arizona, and they barely beat Atlanta. Like, if you really look at the schedules, these two teams, it's it's flip a coin. It, to be honest, yeah. the Giants might be better because of Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball is a significantly better head coach than Ron Rivera at this time. What do you make of uh, Tyrod Taylor um, going forward? Is this an upgrade? They should, they should stay with him. I mean, I kind of agree. No offense to Daniel Jones. He can't be referred to as Dan Jones right now. He's Daniel again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ty God is playing, playing his heart out and uh, he's got this team moving. He's got them believing. Uh, I don't know why they don't stick with him if he can continue to have success like this. I know it was only 14 points, but he's playing mistake-free football for the most part. He's putting up the yards, and he's just making good decisions. Yeah, and and clearly uh, one takeaway, too, from the Giants, this team from a just emotional standpoint, mental standpoint, is a different football team when Saquon Barkley is there. I mean, he's yeah. he, he he's a badass, and, and you know – for all the crowd that doesn't want to pay the running backs, at when you watch the Giants, I think Saquon Barkley is worth worth every single penny with how much different that team looks with and versus without him. So, um, yeah, that's enough of that game. That sadly, it's so predictable. Uh, but they will beat the Eagles next week. So yeah, yeah. you guys can thank me when they do, and you can call me crazy. <laughs> You'll want whatever I'm, I'm drinking, but hey. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's the Ron Rivera roller coaster that we uh, we live on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears on the other side, but first, we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter in the NFL this Hall of Fame bet season. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines research all NFL, NBA, MLB, and even soccer with historical data, and they break down each and every leg in this revolutionary parlay, so you know the best percentages on which ones to hit. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app. Visit hofbets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. Back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Let's get over to a more lightning game here, baby. Because Agent Bajan took it to the Vegas Raiders. Um, real quick, I don't know what the hell Josh McDaniels was thinking starting Brian Hoyer. He was god-awful, but <laughs> who cares about the Raiders? Let's talk a little Chicago Bears. J-Mark, great win. I, I thought Agent Bajan looked good. I loved the game ball in the locker room, too. Yeah, no, he did look really good. Um, he looked comfortable, right? Nobody expected this kid out of Shepherd University that most everybody hadn't heard of getting his first start, the only D2 uh, quarterback on a NFL roster right now. Nobody expected him to look as comfortable as he did. And man, he played with some swagger. I mean, you saw him run for that first down. He's telling the crowd, pump it up. And, uh, but I do think he was also, he was really helped by a very friendly game plan. They uh, didn't ask him to do too much. The announcer said a really weird quote. I don't think I've ever heard it before, but it was in reference (laughs) to him not doing too much not trying to be the the big man and he said little piggies go to market fat hogs get slaughtered that's <laughs> just like what where did that come from what but that's what fuck? he did i mean yeah he didn't try to be the the big hog i guess uh, i don't i don't know uh he didn't try to do too much and this running game i mean 
both Dante Foreman and Darrington Evans did really well. I think uh, it's odd that we haven't seen them play that well in the this whole year, really. Uh, we're hurting at running back, but Dante Foreman steps up. I thought it was going to – I uh, I texted some people as soon as he dropped that pass. It was like third and six, I think, on their first drive. He dropped the pass. I said, fire him. Foreman's fired. Get him out of there. And then he goes on to score three touchdowns. So maybe a little premature on the firing. I don't know. <laughs> No, no, it's never premature. It's why, it's why we're fans, baby. That's uh, right. I, I, Jay Mark, I, I'm liking the identity of this team starting to run the football because we all know in the Windy City it's going to be cold, windy. Obviously, it is the Windy City. Don't look now, man. You are only one and a half games out of the wild card. I, <laughs> I, I think, I kind of think the Bears are going to hang around. I think they're going to have a strong second half. They're one of these one in five teams that we talked about that could sneak up and, and go on a little bit of a run. I mean, they go to LA this weekend. That'll be a home game for you because the Bears fans travel. Yeah. And and I gotta say, I know it's been the the Broncos, the Commanders, the Vikings, and then the uh Raiders, but I think our defense has really started to step up. I mean, to limit Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers like they did with the Raiders, I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, whoever uh, Josh Jacobs, Devonte Adams, Jacoby Myers, they should have been able to move the ball much easier on a bears defense that had been susceptible to run and pass for the better part of this year. And I just think these past several games, you've really started to see the defense step up. And really, I think they could really point to when, uh, Dick Buck has passed. It's like suddenly the defense was like, yeah. Oh, Hey, we gotta, we gotta honor this legend by actually showing up to a fucking game. And they started doing that. So I think if the defense can continue to put some pressure on quarterbacks to limit those big plays that I, I think you're right there. I know it sounds crazy, but there could be a shot that the bears could sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. I, this NFC is going to be a total crap shoot coming down the stretch. Yeah. Cause there's some really, really, not very good teams and very, very average teams. And the Bears, the Skins, uh, the, the Falcons, the Bucks, uh, Rams, Saints, I mean, Vikings, Giants. I mean, well, you can poke at all these teams. All these teams have big-time flaws, but one of them's got to go to the playoffs, and, and none of them are going to run away from each other. So looking forward to keep breaking down this league uh, for the seventh wild-card spot. Yes, the Bears are playing good defense, like you said. Um Get, only giving up 12, only 19 last week and, and 20. So that's three straight under three touchdowns for these Bears. So Bears go out west to L.A. They got a back-to-back road spot, J-Mark, with the Chargers and, and Saints. On the other side, the Raiders got a back-to-back. They got to go to the Lions on Monday night who are going to be licking their chops to bounce back. So, <laughs> all righty, man. Well, let's move along in the slate. Next up, we got this game with something else. The Falcons get it done to get in first place in the NFC South, 16-13. to 13, And I want to investigate Desmond Ritter right now for point shaving. I swear to God, this guy. <laughs> um, the, 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 the Falcons probably should have won this game by about two touchdowns. They, Desmond Ritter had three fumbles inside the 10-yard line, including two at the one-yard line. I mean, the one he's like just jogging into the end zone is just lackadaisical, and, and the guy at Whitman just comes in and punches it out. It goes through the end zone. I'm like, this freaking guy has got awful. I, I, I'm staying – I know he statistically through the air had a decent day, 19 and 25 for 250, but he's leading the league in, in turnovers. I, and you can't have that in the game manager 
role where they don't even ask him to do that much, but he can't help himself. Um, a lot of people upset uh, if you had Bijan Robinson in your props because he didn't even <laughs> play. What was your takeaway in this game? Baker, another subpar game too. Yeah, this game did surprise me. I didn't think the Falcons were going to win it. Um, you can't tell me though that the Falcons wouldn't be just a huge favorite to win this division if Heineke wasn't the starting quarterback. Like, why is Ritter there? I I don't, I don't understand get it, that. Man. I don't get. And, um, and the more and more we watch this Washington offensive line just completely be horrible, it's the same line that Heineke played behind, and there wasn't all these sack issues last year because Heineke found yeah. a way to dip, dodge, duck, and dodge from dodgeball, the quote right there. He would find a way <laughs> not to get sacked, and he, but he was always running for his life too, but he found a way with his mobility. Sorry, carry on though, but yeah. No, you're good, yeah. Heineke. Yeah, he's got that dog in him uh, for sure. Yeah, the Bajan Robinson thing was funny. Arthur Smith saying, hey, he's just not feeling like himself. It's like, what? What, what is going on there? It seems really fishy. Um, I think he played like, what, 2% of the snaps or something. Like, even towards the end of the game, they throw him back in there. Why do you, <laughs> why do you even put him back in there when you're ahead and he's not feeling himself? That I don't know. Something just seems weird to me there. I don't know what's going on. But that was weird. And then this is just it's a disappointing day for the Bucks. I mean, that that yeah, that touchdown pass to Mike Evans. They should have been able to take advantage of that secondary all day like that. And they just couldn't get it done. And I don't know if it's Baker's fault, um, or just their game planning. I'm not sure. But yeah, this this was a bad beat for the Bucks. I think uh they should have they didn't show up. They should have shown up and they didn't. And you just can't do that in divisional games. That's why I don't. I don't have any faith in them winning this division. No, and I don't trust Todd Bowles. Uh, like, no, that Patriots team was, or sorry, that Bucks team was god awful last year with Tom Brady. It was such a step down from what they were under Bruce Arians. Uh, Arthur Smith, he loves to fuck with all you fantasy guys out there because yeah. whether it's Kyle Pitts or Drake London, now he's fucking with Bijan Robinson. Dude, they got some players on this team. They, to be honest, they might be more talented than. And the Saints probably are more talented defensively, but the Saints and Falcons, man, it kind of feels like those two are separating itself, but both have a way of giving away games where they won't run away with the division too. Yeah, agreed. And it's crazy to think like what either of those two teams would be with better coaching. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm, I'm not an Arthur Smith fan anymore. I, I was when they hired him. I thought that was a good hire. I don't think he's the guy, but, uh, yeah, he just hasn't coached like a good coach, in my opinion. You, you got to get your studs involved. Pitts last year, the big disappointment that he was, and this year to an extent too. Drake London, they're finally starting to get him going, but Bijan as well. Like he just doesn't take, uh, he just doesn't use his talent well at all. Yeah, he plays Algier. He loves Algier yeah, and Patterson. He does. <laughs> it's great. He, 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 I swear he's trolling and he's doing it on purpose to fuck with everybody. <laughs> Probably. Uh, the Falcons, uh, the, the Bucks go to Buffalo on Thursday. Good fucking luck. Um, <laughs> Atlanta, they go to Tennessee. Hey, that's where uh, Arthur Smith came from. So we'll get some Vrabel and Arthur Smith looking forward to that game. See who plays quarterback for Tennessee coming off the bio. Tannehill's banged up. So monitor that one. Next up, we got the absolute beatdown that we were all over. Um, Minus Adam. Not, Sorry, Adam. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't believe he took the Lions. Uh, so I'm not going to overreact and say the Lions are frauds. I mean, they they earned their 5-1 and one mark, but 
it kind of was a humble, hey, man, this, like you guys, the, the Lions, solid team, but this is what a championship contender looks like. This is what yeah. an elite, one of the elite teams in the AFC looks like. I mean, that, that, that was a beat down from the get go. Lamar Jackson looked like the old Lamar. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of shit on Lamar a little bit this year, too, saying he hasn't looked like the old Lamar. Yesterday, he looked like the old Lamar, running around, keeping plays alive, finding receivers down the field. Um, this was never a contest. 28 nothing at the break. Lamar, 21 to 27, 360 and three touchdowns. Probably would be a good time to fade uh, the Ravens next week. They can't play any better than they did. <laughs> 100% agree. Um, this Lions team, like, I was starting to believe in them, even though I hate the fucking Lions. And I was like, you know, but with this defensive front seven, yeah. the, they got to be one of the best. Maybe they just haven't played good offensive lines because they they couldn't touch Lamar. He had all day to throw most of the time he was dropping back. It was incredible how they were able to uh, kind of neutralize guys like Aiden Hutchinson, those guys that we're used to seeing making those big plays. So really interesting to uh, see. I mean, again, we thought the Ravens were going to win this. Now, I didn't think it was going to be 38 to 6. I thought it oh. was going to be like 28-17 or something like that, but yeah, they just destroyed them. Yeah, and I mean, I I felt like the Lions were due for an egg. I mean, everybody had them at the top of their power rankings this week. Steve, <laughs> anytime Stephen A's got the Lions at at the top of his power rankings, you know that's when you want to fade <laughs> these guys. So, I mean, for that sure. was that was a uh, that was my lock. I mean, it, there was a lot of money invested on that game, and I, 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 it was a comfortable win too. Like you said, it never was oh, yeah. out. It, I mean, it was done after the first or the third possession of the game. Um, Lions also got to get healthy, man. They, I mean, they've been super banged up um, at the running back position on the defense, so they got to get they got to get some healthy uh, coming coming down here because they got what they got the Raiders on Monday night, then they get the bye. That's probably a great spot to back them on Monday night. Uh, before headed into the bye, get healthy, catch your breath for the second half. Um, Ravens, on the other hand, I got a tricky spot for them next week, man. They got to go out to the desert and play the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Battle <laughs> of the birds. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, and then you look at it too. They got the the Seahawks coming to them after. That could be that could definitely be a sleepy spot for the Ravens. We've seen yeah. them lay eggs in in the past as big favorites. They did so as a more than touchdown favorite to the Colts already this year. So beware if you're just going to throw the Ravens in your money line parlay this week. So, all right. And, and go Raiders this coming week. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're trying to get back in the division. Uh, That's right. Speaking of those filthy, filthy ass Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I hate this team. Um, oh, the, those of you that follow me at Moneyline underscore Mac on Twitter, I uh, tweeted out and I, I do do this every now and then where I'm like, Hey, let's see if I can hit once in a lifetime uh, parlay where you run the table for the whole day. Well, I ran the table for the whole day with the exception of one game. And that was the Arizona Cardinals plus nine and a half lose by 10, $10 to win 18 grand loses by a half a point. Absolute gut wrenching considering Matt Prater missed a 33 yard field goal because they forgot to have the laces out. <laughs> oh, do the Cardinals suck? I like, they got no offensive production. I mean, they, 
It, I, I will say I, I was fortunate to stay in that game because Gino threw an interception in the end zone. They, I mean, if you can't cover a number nine and a half when you win the turnover battle three nothing, hard to back you. Well, but I just said I'm probably going to bet them against the Ravens this week. <laughs> Contradicting. Yeah, for me. <laughs> right for me, it'll be it'll depend on where that line lands. But yeah, the you know the the beginning of the season we thought, man. They're feisty. We thought they were going to suck. Sure, they were still losing games aside from when yeah. they beat the Cowboys, but it's like they're a feisty team. When you watch them now, they look flat. They don't have that feistiness anymore. I don't know what happened, but um, I think it's Kyler Murray. I mean, he's getting activated off of IR, right? And then all of a sudden, this team looks flat. Yeah. I think they're like, oh, shit, this guy's back. They're like, no, 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 tag, tag, tag. We don't want this. Right. Sorry, ass. Go play your video games. Uh, exactly. Hey, is, it's, is there only it's just one weird. Of the year? That's when it correlated. Yes. It, it, let me ask you this, Jay Mark. Is there only one of the year going to be the Cowboy game? <laughs> it's very possible. Unless they do beat the Ravens. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> show up I mean, for two games. <laughs> I'm telling you, not, don't put anything past this NFL. This, this fucking NFL is such a roller coaster. Nothing surprises me anymore. But I, it would be great yeah. if they went. One and sixteen, and their only win was against the cowgirls. Uh, yeah. They look so good. I mean, they kicked the cowboys' ass, and ever since then, oh, yeah. they they've been complete dog shit. Uh, let's go to the other side with an actual good team. What what do we think of the Seahawks, man? Pete's got them playing. Yeah, I mean, I was big on them coming into this year too. I thought they could uh, kind of push the 49ers. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that necessarily, but they're going to stay competitive and they're likely going to make the playoffs, especially if the Rams can't get it together. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, this was a team that they exceeded expectations last year, and I think they're going to keep being that team that you, you can't doubt them. They're in every game. They have a talented enough defense. I think the cornerbacks uh, have left a lot to be desired, but they're starting to step up more. Um, Witherspoon, he seemed to be the only guy that was playing. I feel like they're getting better now. And uh, Gino with DK, I mean, DK was out, but with Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, this running game, I mean, they're they're a team that's going to be a contender. Yeah, yeah definitely. And they still play San Fran twice, and, and I will say – if all if both teams are healthy, San Francisco is better than Seattle. But yeah, we have seen year after year with San Francisco, they get injured. Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, those guys all have a strong in- injury history. And so, don't be surprised if they start. I mean, they're all questionable tonight. I I think uh, Debo is actually out. If Debo, yeah, Debo's out. Trent Williams is still questionable from what I yeah. heard. They say McCaffrey's in, but I don't understand that. He's got a small tear in his oblique, yeah. which I'm cons- I'm pretty sure non-athletes don't have obliques. But uh, <laughs> I don't have. I've never injured my oblique. What the hell? Um, I can't twist that hard. <laughs> right? If he's got a small tear, why even play him? Let him let him rest. Like I don't get it. I'm also yeah, against right. him. In- three fantasy football leagues so let them rest just sit them on the bench yeah i have the vikings plus seven rest him come on save him <laughs> there you go um <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i i i could see seattle challenging him man if they catch him they they play november 23rd and december 10th if they catch him at the time where the the niners are banged up they could definitely beat, beat the niners maybe even twice but probably yeah. the niners will win it but I agree with you. This is definitely going to be at least a wild card team. And I, I think I had him in the Super Bowl in the preseason. 
Did you? I think it was them and the Bills. I mean, I feel better about them than the fucking Bills right now. So No kidding. Yeah. And then who'd you have? You had Jaguar Saints, right? Yeah, not feeling great about that right now. Jaguars, maybe. I, but It was a Saints. Thursday night game. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? Hey, the Jaguars are rolling. That was your pick to win it, right? Yeah, yep. Doug, Dougie P. Magic, year number two. So That's right. All right. Uh, Seattle's got a big one this weekend. They got Cleveland coming to town. Battle of four and two. Good Two good football teams. Really looking forward to that one. On the other side, Arizona, they got Baltimore. Oh, yes. Can't wait to bet on Arizona. So check the picks page. I'm sure I will be betting Arizona. Um, all right, <laughs> let's move along to a guy I love taking as a dog, and that's Mike Tomlin. This team sucks, and they continue <laughs> to win game after game. The Steelers go to four and two. Can't move the ball to save their life offensively for no. three quarters, but then all of a sudden – Fourth quarter's here, and Matt Canada turns into Andy Reid, and Kenny Pickett <laughs> turns into Mahomes. I mean, they dominated that fourth quarter. Um, I mean, th- this shouldn't even count as a road win. I didn't see a single Rams fan at that game other than the strippers in, in the lower section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know what's wrong with this Rams team. They had no business losing. Um, when you got guys like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua who – are are almost uncoverable you shouldn't lose to the Steelers who can barely move the ball um it was nice to see Najee Harris get in the end zone he's had a pretty down year especially from a fantasy football standpoint it was nice to see that speaking of fantasy football I got to tout myself a little bit when everybody was saying well you want Zach Evans or Royce Freeman I was saying Darrell Henderson is the guy that he knows this playbook he's been there for he was there for four years he was our starter some of that why are we overlooking this guy? And everybody's like, nah, he won't be relevant this week. Um, ended up having 61 yards and a touchdown. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and this Rams team is significantly better on the road um, yeah. than at home. They, they they go one and two in this three-game homestand. They got to go to Dallas now, who's coming off a bye. Um Mm, that's that, that that's kind of it feels like kind of a tough spot with getting Dallas off the bye week re, rejuvenated off that big charger win Pittsburgh's four and two and they got three in a row coming up at home so Steelers might might go on a little bit of a run here they got Jacksonville Tennessee and Green Bay on the home side of things um Steelers lose another box score and and find a way to win a football game that's what Mike Tomlin does this is a, he's gonna extend the streak again yeah no I agree and, and it's it's kind of the thing that we've talked about as well on this show. Tale is all the time. Um, back Tomlin is a dog every time. Yep. And he, he's a home dog against the Jags. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Jaguars back, back road spot. Go to go. Got to go to the steel city. They'll probably be on the Tomlin. Once again, they'll probably be losing for three quarters and they'll block a punt or some shit and they'll win the That's game. I don't know stupid. how it's going to happen, but we'll be on it. So, all yep. righty. Steelers four and two Rams three and four. Um, all right, let's go to a team, uh, the final one in five team that came through. And I know you love this one. I know you were loving every second of this one. The Denver Broncos get it done. Two and five Broncos have been playing better football as of late. Um, Packers, Jordan Love. Um, Packers fans are getting a little bit of dose of reality here where it's not so easy to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> now to Jordan Love. It's not that transition's not looking so hot right now. Packers fall to two and four. I don't think they're very good. I I'm I, I was higher on this team coming into the year. The defense played better yesterday, but they just 
I, I, there's something missing there. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, 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 they don't have the same toughness and they miss Aaron Rodgers. They, that's who they really miss. Yeah. I, how do you come off of a bye and lose to the Broncos? Like, and uh, lose how they did. I mean, 180 yards of passing from love. Their uh, leading rusher was AJ Dillon with 61 yards. This team, either Aaron Jones is not healthy and they should just sit him until he is healthy, or they're starting to hate Aaron Jones. I'm not sure which it is, but yep. the fact that he was out carried again when he is a more talented runner, um, this was just, I mean, LaFleur has, for the most part, I mean, if you look at last year and, and his history, he's been a decent coach. But to come off of a bye and to lose to the Broncos like this, it makes me question if he really is a decent coach or not. Well, yeah, especially because what they uh, that Raiders game was absolutely pathetic uh, offensively. Yeah. The output there it was seventeen thirteen. They've lost three in a row, and they probably should have lost five in a row because they should have lost that fucking Saints game that we're still bitter about on our eighteen to one parlay week three. The only game that they really looked impressive is was the Bears week one, and that was just because the Packers always beat the Bears. It's a flow chart game. I know. I was I was watching this game, and I said, "How the fuck did we lose to these guys? Are you serious? <laughs> like this team sucks." I'm not saying the Bears are a great team, but we're better than the Packers. I, I don't get it. We'll we'll get them in week 17 or whatever it is when we play them. <laughs> oh yeah, Asian Bajans here now to save the That's day. Right. <laughs> uh, Green Bay. Green Bay's got to get shit figured out. Two and four. Uh, but Sunday's a good spot. They got they got the Vikings coming on short rest yeah. to Lambeau. I mean, you know, those freaking soft-ass dome teams hate going to Lambeau. So <laughs> probably, probably, I mean, if they don't get right there, then I think you really got to hit the panic button, don't you? Yeah, my, my biggest concern is that they continue to slide, and then all of a sudden we've got uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May that we have to face every year. So uh, <laughs> you need him <laughs> to win a couple. The worst of the worst, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh man, panic button, but don't panic too hard. Uh, Denver, yeah. Denver finally gets in a win column. I, like I said, I think that they've actually been playing better since the seventy to twenty debacle. I kind of think this team is going to be feisty as a dog in the second half with, with Sean Payton as a veteran coach, Russell Wilson, who hasn't been completely terrible. He's actually played a lot better than what everybody gives him credit for. He's just corny as hell, and nobody likes him. Um, <laughs> They got the Chiefs, man. I mean, they 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 were right there with the Chiefs there in Arrowhead just what seven days ago. Yeah, it might it might that actually might be an interesting spot if, if Denver can finally end that sixteen game losing streak to the Chiefs. I'm all over the Chiefs in that one. I think uh, they've just <laughs> been playing too good, and uh, I guess it depends if T Swift is there. I mean, that seems to be what elevates <laughs> Travis Kelsey's game. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, it's perfect transition because let's talk about these fucking Chiefs. <laughs> I'll tell you, everybody was on the Chargers this week, and I, I, I was like, man, this, this, this Chiefs team is operating at a different level right now. Um, Mahomes is so fucking good. I mean, yeah, he, <laughs> he had like three hundred yards passing in the first half. I was like, I haven't seen three hundred yards passing in the last three games from the Skins. Um, <laughs> I mean, this it, it looks like they're playing video games sometimes. And you mentioned it, uh, Taylor Swift in the bill. I mean, Travis Kelsey, thirteen targets, twelve receptions, one hundred eighty yards and a touchdown. You think Brittany Mahomes is saying, "Hey, come on, let me get some VIP access to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> hook me up, hook Travis up, keep throwing it to him." <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Um, and he had, a, I think, 140 in the first half. It was a career oh, high for him for yards. Like, 
Yeah, they and they couldn't. It was it was stupid. And yeah. uh, to to pull away a little bit from the Travis Kelsey Patrick Mahomes, I'm really impressed with what I've been seeing from Rasheed Rice as well. Yeah. He's uh, stepping up and starting to kind of be that guy that Mahomes is trusting when Travis Kelsey either isn't on the field or does on the rare occasion get guarded. So um, really like that. And I think if he can continue to elevate his game, it's just going to make these Chiefs even tougher to stop. And then on the defense, like we've seen a good Chiefs offensive team. Their defense has really started playing well this year, and they're going to be a hard team to beat. Um, I'm sure non-Chiefs fans and whatnot and everybody else in the AFC, they're already tired of the Chiefs, just like everybody was of the Patriots and Brady. But this Chiefs team is going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, and Mahomes has never played a road career playoff game. I don't think he's going to play a road game again this year. I think they're going to get the one seed no. again, again. I mean, yep. everybody's like, oh, the Chiefs are only minus 155 to win their own division. Who the hell is beating them in their division? Their division sucks. Um, <laughs> no I can't believe anybody that would put money on the Chargers to win this division. Uh, speaking of which, Justin Herbert's got a losing record as a starter. Uh, we got to talk about that. I mean, th- so there's two sides to this. The Chiefs are awesome. The culture is awesome there. Andy Reid, Mahomes. Yeah. Kelsey, the Swifties, everybody's happy there. Uh, the other side's the complete opposite. Brandon Staley's awful. Justin Herbert, he's running out of excuses, man. At, at some point, it, it, it's not shut up and nut up time. I mean, it, you, you got to start. Yeah. You got you got to go toe to toe with with uh, Mahomes in this game. You can't go seventeen of thirty two for two hundred fifty yards and two interceptions. He was severely outplayed, and they were outclassed in this game. Yeah, for sure. And it's unfortunate because I'm a big Kellen Moore fan. I thought that hire as the Chargers offensive coordinator was great. Um, but but yeah, they just they haven't looked the part. I mean, uh, guys like Austin Eckler, I know he's still banged up from that high ankle sprain, but he hasn't looked great. They've not utilized their weapons like they should have. And you can't tell me that the Mike Williams injury is what has doomed this offense. It's just not running efficiently. I mean... They may get right against the Bears on Sunday night just because they're back in the dome. I hope not. But like this, this Chargers team isn't going to win anything hard. Like they're any hard game, any game that requires a little bit of toughness, they're just going to fold like a lawn chair, like they always do. Um, most passion they got is that little little chick that's always yelling at their games. I mean, it, it's a lifeless team. It's just a bunch of front runners that just ne- can't win a hard game to save their life. Yeah, absolutely. Now, preseason, I was all over the Bears in this Chargers game. <laughs> now that, you know, Special Agent Bajent has this huge win, it's just a tough spot. It's a tough spot to ask him to get another win on the road. Like, um, we see it all the time. The backup quarterbacks, they come in that first game, they're awesome. That second game, not so much. So, um, I'm nervous about that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say the number is about nine. The Chargers do struggle to blow anybody out. So, true. Ju- Her- Herbert and those guys might keep you in it. But I mean, we'll see. I'm rooting for you. Um, I can tell you a team I'm not rooting for, but I bet the hell out of them last night was the Philadelphia Eagles. That tush push or Philly brotherly love push is so good. Um, and they should not ban it just because it, they, Jason Kelsey, the other Kelsey is dominant at it. And Jalen Hurts yeah. is good. Um, so I, I try to pride myself in not overreacting. The Dolphins are not going to win anything hard either. That team 
you get them outside, you get them in a little bit of weather elements, and they can't the offense does not click at the same level it does. I know they're banged up in the secondary, but this is a soft finesse team. I don't think they're going to win their division, uh, but I mean, I don't see how you can trust this team to win hard, cold playoff games when we get there. Yeah, absolutely agree. I was shocked actually when it was 17 17 when they intercepted for the touchdown. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I didn't think they were going to stay in it like this. And then obviously they didn't after that. But yeah. um, no, yeah, I, I, I stretch. We, yeah, we both talked about how when they play good teams, they're going to get blown out. And I, I know it's only 14 points, but it might as well have been a blowout. I mean, they didn't look good aside from a couple plays from Tyreek Hill. Uh, the run game was they, – they have been dominant at that run game. It was um, held very well aside from maybe one or two decent runs. Uh, shout out to the Eagles for matching up with that speed and being able to slow it down completely. So I know we don't – I know you're not an Eagles fan, but you, you got to give them credit for uh, for what they did on defense there. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Any of these teams like the Eagles, like the Bills – Dolphins just aren't going to fare well against them. Yeah, it's it's physicality. They just get beat up in the trenches and wear, worn down. I mean, yeah, they they you could say they only lost by fourteen, but you look at two to one in the time of possessions. They got the they couldn't get a stop to save their life down the stretch. They just ran mm-hmm. the ball. I mean, you look at who they beat. They beat Denver. Everybody remembers a seventy to twenty game. They beat the Giants and the Panthers at home. Um, their other wins, they, they got by L.A. in a dome, so uh, not a cold game. Shit, to be honest, New England dragged them into the mud for 60 minutes and was right there to get them in that game. And then the yeah. other two games in, in, that were outdoors and, and a little bit of weather was Buffalo and, and Philly. The, that offense, the, the cha-cha-cha offense, as Colby would say, does not – does not flow and does not operate at a high enough level when you get them outside of Miami or outside of Dome. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and as far as, I mean, the Eagles, I thought their their secondary has been pretty disappointing. I think holding Hill to 88 yards is a hell of an accomplishment. Oh, that, he, that he's guy, so he, good. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. He, his speed is crazy. He's, he's nuts. And A.J. Brown's so good, too. But, you know, yeah. you know Philly – Philly, you're taking a loss this week. Riverboat Ron's going to get you back-to-back <laughs> years, just like last year when we ended your undefeated season. Um, Philly, 6-1. and one. Philly got Washington in D.C. After that, they got a stretch here. Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, and Seattle. They're going to be looking ahead. They're looking right <laughs> by Riverboat Ron. I mean, on a serious note, that's a hell of a stretch, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. That's brutal. Yeah, Miami, on the other hand, they got uh, New England, the resurgent New England. I, I guarantee I'll talk myself into taking New England again. Um, <laughs> and then they got Ger- they got Germany with Kansas City. So a look-ahead spot here, too, for maybe the Dolphins. So, yeah, let's go, Pats, go one more time. Go back to the well. <laughs> We're already giving out our picks for, for Wednesday's show. Make sure you tune in for our official picks. <laughs> Just spitballing over here. All right, man. Might as well, get to the- might as well uh, parlay a money line of Patriots commanders, right? Oh, yeah. Those are my teams. <laughs> and uh, the Steelers, those are my three teams. Yeah. Two ugly teams that find a way to win games. And then, unfortunately, I have to root for the skins, even though they suck. All right. Let's, uh, let's look ahead to week number nine. But first, let's recap how we did on week eight lines because we are arriving at week eight after um, Vikings Niners tonight. Yeah. Um, of course, normally I have this all pulled up and I'm very unorganized this week. 
So I don't have it pulled up. Do you have it in front of you by any chance? I do if not. not. That's okay. I uh, I think I have it on my notepad. I have the three at least, maybe that I gave out or that I highlighted. Going back through my notes. Um, no, I got from a couple weeks ago. I don't know where they're at. Oh, well, well, we'll recap that later. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, um, I, I've had a lot of questions though about where we're getting these and everything. I mean we're doing our best to try to find them. You got to really watch your books because they're not uh, available for very long. Like I looked this morning at multiple books and the Miami, Kansas city line is dropped right now. The rest are not. So you got to really dig for them. They're only out there for a short period of time. So um, I'll, I'll keep trying to pound the books to see if I can find the exact time that each book is doing it. But I, I really think it's a hit and miss. Yeah, and a lot of the time they've been taking it off the board and then they re-release it um, kind of after tonight's games for that following week. So I think I think it's because of our show. I mean, they, the books are just losing too much money. You know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody else looks at, looks to week nine. Um, well, let's get over to Odd Trader and let's look at some of these numbers. All and, right. You want and me, let's try, you yeah, let's try to forecast where we think these numbers are going to go. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the one that I just talked about. Um, Chiefs right now, the look ahead line that I saw is four and a half over Miami. This Chiefs team is damn good, and I know it's like the Tyreek Hill revenge game and all that stuff, but I I don't care. The, the Dolphins are losing to uh, bad teams. I'm all over KC at four and a half. All over KC minus four and a half. I for my next one. I'm I'm scrolling through the slate here. Um, let's go to let's go to let's go to New England here, where New England's laying three and a half against against my skins. I think this is closer to a pick them when we get there. I so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take. <laughs> take ron um here and and probably bet the patriots on the other side <laughs> like they, if they beat philly they might be favored yeah yeah no kidding um yeah you got a good point there that philly game will depend on it but they seem to play philly pretty hard so yes. yeah i like that where are you I'm, going for, for my next, next one yeah, I'm going to go to those Falcons at home against the Vikings. The Vikings are not a good team right now. And uh, depending where you get, I'm looking at two books right now. One has Falcons as a one-point favorite. One has them as a one-point dog. I like both those lines. I think the the Vikings are frauds without Justin Jefferson. I think they're a bad team. I think they're going to get creamed by the 49ers tonight. Sorry, I know you got them at plus seven. Um, but, uh, I, so I'm all over Atlanta. If I can get them at plus one, I'll take that, but I'll take them at minus one too. I think they're more of a two and a half, three point favorite by the time that line closes. I like it. Um, all right. For my next one, this one's going to be interesting. I'm going to go to Houston and I'm going to give out the Texans laying one against the bucks. I think this number, I think these two teams are even, I think this should be two and a half, three. So give me the Texans with a little bit of value here against the Bucks. I'm excited to see Texans next week out of that bye, see uh, how they do coming off the bye. C.J. Stroud, his first NFL bye. He's looked good yeah. this year. I've I know, and he been, plays Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a great showdown to see why the Panthers fucked it all up. 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, for my last, I'm on my last one. Yeah, my last one here. I oh, I got to do it. And again, I'm looking at odds trader. I see two lines right now. Um, but Bears plus six or on DraftKings, it's plus two and a half at plus a hundred. You know, I'm all over the Bears playing the Saints. I, the Saints team is not well coached. I think Fields coming back is going to elevate that even more. This is a pick 'em, or I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears as a favorite because I think they're going to be feisty against the Chargers. It's tough. Like we talked about it, it's a tough spot for special agent Bajem, but maybe maybe the kid's onto something here and maybe he can upset the Chargers, at which point the Bears will definitely be favored. Agent Bajem, let's go, baby. Uh, for my final one, hmm, let's go. Let's go to the Sunday night game where Cincinnati's only laying one against Buffalo. We saw it last year Cincinnati's had their number. Um, yeah, but Buffalo's got some serious issues. I know they they're going to be coming off Thursday night. I think this will close like two two and a half. So a little bit of value here. I'll take Bengals minus one here early in the look ahead. I looked at that one too and almost took it. I like it. Yeah. All right, brother, another episode in the books. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday, and, of course, it's Monday night, J-Mark, so tell everybody what we got on tap for the Old Fashioned Football. Yeah, come join us on YouTube at Old Fashioned Football. We're doing waivers and whiskey tonight. Yes. Can't beat it. Unbeatable combination. (laughs) No, unbeatable. It's death taxes, whiskey, baby. Can't beat it. I, I got, I got a shirt up there. Work, uh, or sorry, cough, coffee, work, whiskey, repeat. Yes. I that's like a good it. cycle. <laughs> there was plenty of whiskey being drank last night during that Eagles and uh, dolphins game. I was surprised <laughs> I made it through after drinking, drinking all day, sweating out all these bets out of the damn, damn Cardinals. But, uh, you guys can follow me at moneyline underscore Mac J Mark. And I will be back next Wednesday to, break down the morning slate hopefully we can run the table once again my man um yeah like more ugly dogs potentially this week so good luck everybody hey make sure you subscribe to the nfl gambling podcast uh i know we will have the thursday night show tomorrow and like i said jay mark and i are back wednesday scott and trail the afternoon session and of course lante and moon have the pregame show and the monday night show We got it all covered here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, just like Ryan and Sean at their regular gambling podcast. So make sure you go subscribe to that. And, of course, follow us over at the College Experience, College Basketball. We're halfway through those uh, previews and breaking down every college football game, too. We got it going on here. So smash that subscribe button, and uh, we'll see you later. And good luck with your Monday night football bets. And don't forget to let it ride.